Alright, welcome back to the Strangeology Podcast, everyone. On today's episode, I have Matthew Shang, aka Mothboy Matt from the Mothboys Podcast, joining me to chat about his show, upcoming cryptid-themed events, and all things Fordian. Alright, so despite my hectic schedule as of late, I managed to fit in another episode before Cryptid Bash happens, which is coming up in less than two weeks as I'm recording this. So we're down to crunch time. This whole month just flew by for me with uh, projects, appointments, all sorts of uh, life stuff. I got to see uh, extended family for the first time in over three years uh, the other weekend, which was really Really nice and long overdue, of course. Uh, usually my family reunions are like this annual summertime get-together for an afternoon. Uh, and it was all, you know, put on hold because of COVID for the past two years. Uh, so it was it was really nice to see family and, and, and all that. So it was a, a good time. And it was also my first time hosting one of these <laughs> events and... Uh, you know, you get nervous when you're doing that and hosting that many people. And uh, it all went off without a hitch, which is awesome. <laughs> and thankfully, the temperature outside wasn't uh, too bad, uh, unlike the blazing heat that we've we've been experiencing for the past week or so. <laughs> Thankful for air conditioning inside, for sure. Uh, I don't have too many other updates right now uh, since I'm just busy getting ready for cryptid bash except for adding in the last few home state cryptid and legend designs in my etsy shop uh for apparel uh, listings with uh, t-shirts and tank tops and hoodies and that kind of stuff i think i'm down to like three left to post on there uh and i'm also behind because i i i put all these designs on stickers as well um and some some of them, like the earlier listings are on like magnets and uh, mugs and stuff like that. But there's just so many of them that it's just a real tedious process. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll be working on chipping away at all that over over the next few months uh, before we, we hit the holidays, I think. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> there's so much to do between now and Cryptid Bash and... Uh, I'm I'm glad I've got my table set up like on point from my experiences last year with doing Cryptid Bash One and also Fortian Fest in Maine and then Cryptid Con in uh, Kentucky back in November. Uh, so I don't have to worry about <laughs> making a table uh, display. So that's one less thing on the list. But I do have some shirts I have to print. I just finally got my direct to film transfer printer uh, set up and working. <laughs> took me a while to get the software going, um, but uh, it's a whole whole learning process and I've got to do a test print uh, next. So I, I decided I was going to record instead. Um, but after uh, Cryptid Bash happens, I, I, I do want to do like a little mini episode recap or something like that. Although I, I did recently pick up a Zoom handheld uh, recorder, uh, and I have this vision of maybe getting some folks together during or after Cryptid Bash for a little 
roundtable discussion on cryptid. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> when you have so many people, it's it's hard to uh, round them all up. Uh, if, if you know what I mean, <laughs> but I do have some interviews. Uh, I've got to get on the books for August and September. So be on the lookout for those. Uh, anyway, I'm going to stop blabbing for now, uh, because this interview is a long one. And, uh, before we start, this is probably going to be, uh, the last episode until early mid August. Um, just because there's so much to do. So if you're wondering where the show's been, uh, I'm preparing for Cryptid Bash, going there, getting back, and then uh, hopefully doing a recap episode and then getting back into research and uh, interviews and all that stuff. So, all right. Well, I had the chance to catch up and chat with the one and only Mothboy, Matt, and it's been a long time coming. Matt was actually supposed to come on the show last year as my first guest, but there were some scheduling conflicts and we were just weren't able to make, make it work. But uh, now we have and here we are. Now, Matt's a pretty down to earth dude. And we chatted about his podcast, The Moth Boys, of course, along with cryptids, music and all sorts of high strangeness. It was a super fun conversation. I think you're going to like this one. So grab a beverage or a snack and uh, relax and let's get into it. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, this one has been a long time coming, and I'm stoked that we're finally getting to chat. Tonight's guest is Matt Shang, aka Mothboy Matt from the Mothboys podcast that he co-hosts with Mothboy Mike and uh, just Jake, <laughs> 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 which is a podcast on cryptids, conspiracies, and the unknown. So how are you doing tonight, Matt? Uh, can, hey. you, can you talk about like, you know, what do you, what do you do in, in this cryptid community here? Oh man, that's a loaded question. What do I do? <laughs> I do a bit of everything. I'm kind of a universal, they call them universal people, right? Or universal man or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, um, so I'm co-host, uh, along with, uh, Mike and Jake, we've been doing it for a few years. We are a comedy podcast that talks about, um, all things cryptid and paranormal and spooky spooky. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's crazy. We've been a, a podcast for over three years. That's, that's wild. That's the, the, I don't know, the longest running anything <laughs> I've been a part. So it, it's, it's, it's been wild. It's been absolutely wild. Like, um, I've met beautiful, wonder, wonderful people in this community, in the cryptid community. Um, all thanks to this podcast that just happened to take off. Yeah, there's uh it's it's really something else that I, I've I've found. Uh and I've been doing this now for a little over two years, I guess. Uh and it's just such a welcoming community. Um mm -hmm. so much support and love, which is really, really awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it's 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 uh, it's honestly unlike any other community that uh I've been a part of. And I've been a part of many communities, but um, 
Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's truly is like folks who think outside the box and are kind of like, um, the outcasts of society. Right. And, uh, it's, it's kind of a beautiful thing that we all kind of found this thing to be weird with each other. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Weirdos unite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's surprising like how many people are, are into this kind of subject matter. You always think like growing up, you're kind of like, uh, one of the weird, the weird kids who is, is the only one looking at UFO and Bigfoot books in the school library, but you don't realize that there's, there's a whole whole community out there and it's just getting bigger every day. Oh. <laughs> it, it is. It is. And it's, it's catching, which is really cool. I'm excited for that. I see, I see the, the, um, the subject of cryptozoology getting larger and larger and, and uh, it's fantastic because it's yeah. a, a fantastic subject. And um, yeah, I, use, I, I got into this, way when I was when I was a kid I would go over to my grandma Joyce's um because I didn't have internet at my house so I would go over to my grandma Joyce's and print up um like little files and cases of like cryptids and hand them out to classmates to see if any of them wanted to be friends Ah, and yeah. talk about weird stuff. So <laughs> I did this when I was like in elementary school <laughs> and, uh, right on. Um, yeah. And for the most part, it didn't, it didn't work. Right. It didn't work, but there was a couple people that were like, okay, yeah. I'm either, either they were either like, you know what? I definitely want to be friends with this kid. Um, because of how weird I was, I was just like, I was like, hi, ever heard of uh, Mothman? Have you heard of Mothman? I was like handing out, <laughs> have you heard of our Lord and Savior, Mothman? Here, handing out. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's great. And, I, and, you know, a couple of the friends, I'm, I'm still, you know, uh, my friends, uh, Jeff and Justin, you know, I, I, I got them that way. And they're, they're friends with me still. We've been nice. friends 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember, um, you, like when I was in the sixth grade doing a, a book report on the Loch Ness monster and I had this <laughs> whole theory about how it was a plesiosaur. Obviously I wasn't the one that came up with that, but I was just like super stoked about, you know, and I grew up in Vermont. I'm, I'm still in Vermont and we've got, uh, champ in Lake Champlain, which was like growing up with that in my backyard was definitely, uh, a, a, always in the back of my mind, like hearing stories, like people who knew someone who knew someone that may have seen something big in the lake that brushed up against their fishing boat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so comedy obviously is a big factor for moth boys. What made you Mike and Jake decide to approach 40 and topics from a humorous angle. And like, I've got to say like, anytime I listen to the show, I'm always like doubled over laughing. Uh, I ha I haven't like almost crashed my car or anything like that, or <laughs> almost killed myself. <laughs> That's happened so yeah. many times. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of infamous, right? <laughs> it, um, yeah, we're kind of a. Um, it's like the best curse you could ever have. Um, 
We've had people almost die listening to our podcast laughing. I think the the last one was someone almost fell off of a ladder. Oh, my God. (laughs) um, Laughing uh, while they were painting their studio. And, uh, um, yeah, almost cracked there. There was like... um, there was like some, it was a like a pot or something and they fell like right next to it. And it was like, that could have been my neck on that. And uh. Uh, so we are a dangerous podcast. If you like to live life on the edge, <laughs> moth boys is the, the way to go. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that I'm glad whoever that was didn't uh, get, get uh, seriously injured. That's, <laughs> but you know what? I kind of low key, I, you know, I kind of wish they did because then we'd be the podcast that killed someone, which would be we uh, it would be insane. We'd be ha- we'd be a haunted. We'd be. ooh, you know what? So if you're climbing a ladder and listening to Moth Boys, just see what happens. You see know, what happens. Oh, well. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I think we, we, we came to like approach this and. um, um because we're just goofballs by nature and um, we're so passionate about this subject. Um, but like so many other like subjects we are passionate about, we also like to uh, bring a bit of humor because um, you can't take anything too seriously. Um, life's too short. Life's too short to take something so, so seriously. Um, and, and, Right now, everyone's everyone's guess is as good as 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 the other. So it's nothing that's like, you know, objective, right? A lot of this stuff is is subjective and kind of um, up for debate. But certainly, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, we we just uh, we I don't know. It's 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 fun to talk about this stuff. So have fun, you know, be goofy with it. It's, it's a fun, these, these things are fun, you know, it's it's, it's fun understanding or just hearing whether you're here to actually find answers or just listen to some really groovy stories, like have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And um, folklore and legends and mythologies it's also weird. And a mm-hmm. big part of it, I think, is, you know, like a study of humanity and culture beyond the stories of creatures and, and monsters and all those uh, things that go bump in the night out there. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there are a lot of cool stories, too. And whether or not they're real, it's uh, yeah, it's anyone's guess. <laughs> and 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 that's that's it. I think that those things have always just captured the mind of, of people, you know uh stories told by generations and um mythology legend lore experiences that are just beyond anything um yeah that stuff's very important uh you know uh to just people in general Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's 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 uh you gotta have fun with it and um and i see and i see a lot more I see a lot more podcast having fun with it. Um, and I notice your podcast does that. You have, <laughs> you can tell you have a lot of fun with the subject. Oh yeah. And, 
And I also, I also love, I love the, the reels that you make where, um, <laughs> you, you'll be talking about something The like, I like the, the beast of Bray road when you just did it, like all of your videos, you have like a little miniature, you like in a window or like, right. I'm in the um, green screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, green screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. And, and you know what, everyone, everyone should just like dive in. Cause that's all you can do. Just go head first into this subject because there's so much to just, um, it just engulf, it can engulf you so quickly. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> um, whether you believe it or you think it's something just fantastical and great storytelling, what, whatever you think it is. Um, yeah, it's just great. Just absorb, just absorb all you can. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it influences people to write books or mm. create art and just do something cool. Make it your own forms, podcast, you know, <laughs> it forms cultures and, it it, and, 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 and entire towns rally be, like the, 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 the Mothman or, um, you know, the beast of Whitehall, Whitehall, New York has giant statues of, yeah. of Bigfoot. And it, it, it's, it's interesting that these creatures have such an influence, um, over entire towns. Like it's, it's these story, these stories, these experiences, these experiences are culturally important to people. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of people on the outside that, that look at it and they're like, Oh, this is just dumb, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's important and it connects people in a, in a, in a really positive way. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about what do you think about old cryptid cryptid hunting posses from like back in the 50s is that, some, <laughs> is that something we need to bring back for some community building <laughs> that, that's a good that's a good um uh you know business uh uh you know yeah it's a good building exercise a good personality type it's a good building exercise for the i think we should i think we should we don't even have to go out hunting just form a posse and yeah. just say you want to hunt some Bigfoot or something. Don't even go out in the woods. You don't have to just form a posse, make friends, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. There was um, a, there was a group in Vermont long time ago that was trying to get something going like back in the day in like the early days of Facebook. But I think it fizzled, it fizzled out really quickly because we were all like teenagers and like no one had cars or <laughs> money for gas to go anywhere. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I um I don't know. It, it it's it's there are lots of subjects or communities within the Fortean realm. Um some are more accepting than others. But the cryptid community has specifically been very welcoming, I've noticed. Um I believe in Bigfoot, but I've noticed the Bigfoot community is very divided and mm. the, the UF, the UAP community is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is divided. Um, but I just noticed there's a bunch of like really groovy people in the cryptid community, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really kind of like 
I feel like it's become in, in, in like the the wide casting net of like high strangeness and all things weird. Um, the cryptid community is definitely what I consider home and like mm-hmm. bran- branching off into other other stuff like the paranormal or uh, UFOs, UAPs, whatever they're called these days. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> is, uh, you know, it's it's something else to like branch off into. But, you know the cryptid community is like the family, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So you, uh, you guys do, you switch off on each episode. So with, with how do you, how do you decide who leads? Is it like a specific order each week or does Mm -hmm. do one of you like come up with an idea that you're like, I'm just going to spearhead this and, and go for it. Yeah. So I think it's like, um, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of both. Like we don't have an order, um, uh, that we kind of, yeah, we really don't have an order. Uh, it's more like, Hey, I really want to do this. So it could be like Mike for two episodes straight and then me for one or two episodes straight or Jake for one episode or two. It's, it's kind of like, have been really digging into this. We should do an episode on it. Um, yeah, it was, it, it's, 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 um, it's fairly easy. We just have this group and we're just like, whoever gets to it first, I guess is just, you know, I have a, I, 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 we have a, we have a list of things that we want to cover. Um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which, um, I am very excited. This, um, this Monday, uh, this Monday's episode. So the 25th of July, uh, it, we're doing a really special, um, episode. Uh, it was an investigative, um, interview piece. That's awesome. Um, yeah, this, nice. this, that we interviewed this gentleman who was, who as a child, him and his family saw a giant um, albino um, brown sloths or myelodons, I think they're called. Wow. Um, in the next town over uh, for me. Holy moly. Uh, from where, from where we, from where we grew up from the Chautauqua County. Um, and it was one of the things that got me into cryptozoology. Uh, yeah. It his, his, he wasn't an, he was an anonymous boy writing to John Keel. Hmm. Um, and his letter was published in John Keel's book, the complete guide to mysterious beings. Okay. Uh, and I read that as a child and, uh, um, and I was like, Whoa, cool. Sherman, New York. That's just the next town over. And that's, that just, uh, it started this whole thing. Wow. But, um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I can't, wait. I, I, <laughs> can't wait to listen I, to that. <laughs> yes, it's going, it's a big deal. It's, it's, we put a lot of effort and, um, uh, it, it's a very personal, uh, piece, which yeah. We, yeah, we don't do personal pieces. Um, I mean, cryptozoology is personal and we love it, but like, this is like, this is like, our origins like yeah yeah this 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 is what this is it like 
and it's weird it's weird because like we we're the moth boys we don't investigate we don't we're not <laughs> we're, we're 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 the moth boys we don't do that and and the fact that um that they entrusted us with this was amazing and i felt very um we've been looking a long time for this guy hmm. uh a long time and we found him and uh just felt really good it felt i was kind of starstruck to be yeah. honest yeah because uh, i was i was starstruck he's a retired biology teacher and living in ohio and uh yeah and and it was um it was just incredible meeting him because his anonymous story, because he, he, again, he wrote as an anonymous child to John Keel about these things he was seeing. And so I never knew who he was. No one knew who he was. And, and yeah. And it just felt, it felt, felt cool to finally put a, a face to the name and, and also just meet the person that helped get me into all of this. Like, I, I, I feel like I owe so much to that guy, but yeah. Yeah. It was just super cool. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Um, well this episode's probably going to drop a day or two after that one. So anyone listening to this, uh, definitely go check that episode out. If you have not listened to moth boys, it is a, podcast that anyone who is into cryptids needs to listen to. <laughs> so, I'm excited for that one. That's going to be yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say uh, your favorite episode of Mo- of Moth Boys is uh, <laughs> that you that you have uh, that you've done? <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I know. Oh, shoot. I really, I just loved our four piece, uh, four episode deep dive we did on Mothman. Um, we did four episodes and then honestly, uh, I do really, really, really enjoy our dragons episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, Jay, I remember this was the second year of us doing Moth Boys. Yeah, and, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, Jake comes to the table and he's just like, "All right, guys, we got to do like hard hitting stuff." And I immediately just like slam my hand down. It was dragons. We're doing dragons, and he's just like, "Oh no!" Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I, 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 you know what? I'm on the, I believe in dragons, uh, table. I think there's, I think that they're maybe not just as, um, likely as Bigfoot, but they are a creature that have been seen in all different cultures around the world. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about the 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 Chinese calendar, right? It's all just biological normal animals and then there's the dragon. Right. So why is so so there's just 
I think maybe these things could have been hunted to extinction, possibly. And in the episode, I go into how evolutionarily dragons could exist and the whole their flight and uh, fire breathing, the mechanisms for that. Um, Because I'm a huge, like, evolutionary biology nerd <laughs> uh, so i i was like i was like i gotta i gotta prove to these guys dragons could exist yeah, and I, I i still I, there's a possibility <laughs> i still believe that and you know when you've had weird stuff happen to you you're like you know what anything anything you know what anything could be yeah anything yeah. could happen you know? it, oh, it opens the door <laughs> and makes reality kind of a blank slate for, <laughs> for whatever. So yeah, yeah, no, that, that was right. a fun episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was great. And also just like the, the dungeons and dragons, uh, fantasy nerd in me was just completely satisfied. Yeah, I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> and I mean, it makes me think too, like with, um, you know, ancient art depicting stuff, there's like the the idea that, um, you know, ancient people were just as smart as we are today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's the angle of like, oh, they could have just been, uh, you know, making a, a fiction, imagining or creating, right? But there's right. also the other angle of like, they saw it, so they made art about it. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, they, they, there's all sorts of cave paintings with ancient extinct animals in them or animals that still live today and people or even uh, in certain parts of the world with like, you know, humanoid looking beings with big heads and big black eyes <laughs> that resemble yeah. uh, certain uh, depictions of uh, otherworldly beings today, you know? So it's... Uh, an interesting thought. <laughs> yeah. And do, do you, do you know that, um, oh gosh, it's like a psychological term. Uh, it's like when there's like this almost biological innate fear of something. Um, the uncanny Valley. Yeah. 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 When it's like not quite, <laughs> it goes like, eh, there's the valley yeah. and then there's human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So what if, what if, what if, yeah, like that, I always think about that. Like, what if we have, what if we have these fear of these things? Because like, we've just, we've, we, they've been here for a long time. And it was like, <laughs> I don't know, something like something, I don't know. There's, cause there, you know, there's, there's like, there's like animals that will make certain noises for certain animals and um and you know uh like apes we you know will make us they'll make a sound for predators yeah or you know there's so there's things that are innate and biological that set off a warning like like this specific animal is dangerous so i'm going to warn others i i i i I think there could be something like something to that though, with, with like, what if, what if, what if aliens have just been visiting <laughs> earth for like ever? And yeah. like, yeah, it's why it's wild to think about that stuff. Uh, yeah. 
whenever I go to that, I just think like ancient aliens. And then I'm just like, Oh God, I don't want, <laughs> I don't, well, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to, yeah, I guess it could happen. You know, I, I, you know, civilizations, you know, uh, evolve at different rates. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. The, the possibilities out there for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what would you say your, your favorite category, uh, or I guess topic is to look into, is it cryptozoology or, uh, do you also enjoy or enjoy more of like the paranormal or, or UFO stuff? You know, I do love, I do love the, the cryptozoological um, subject, but I, I dive into really everything. Um, I, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I think probably cryptozoological uh, type stuff is, 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 is my vibe. Uh, <laughs> there's a, there's this book though. Um, I think it's called project meadows. The Meadow Project. I just got done reading it, huh. and and uh, um, it's by Trey Hudson. And one of my friends uh, sent this to me, and so a lot of this stuff is unknown. And it's supposed to be like the Skinwalker Ranch of the South. Oh, interesting. And this per this person uh, found little passages um, and little areas and made like a map and told me that the moth boy should go here. And, um, they like highlighted certain things, um, and, uh, gave like coordinates. They found out, like took little passages and they're like, okay, since this is here and this is here, then it must've been in between here. And they just did a lot of work. And so it's like, highlighted and they put in like like hand-drawn maps and stuff and wow yeah it's pretty wild um i'd like to go there because this book is like really quite incredible um which that whole that whole i suppose skinwalker ranch um and uh um is, is like would be considered considered window areas right yeah so, yeah that seems yeah. to be the <laughs> the consensus i think uh, yeah you know along with places but, like bridgewater triangle and stuff like that yeah yeah that's 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 the and that's close to you right yes yes close, close, yeah yeah a few uh, hours uh, <laughs> i uh need to go there still i, I have not yet been <laughs> see i um i um yeah there's there's something so cool about um, and I definitely think that it's, there's something to it, uh, window areas and this concentration of like an energy or, you know, how the veil of our reality and another reality is thinnest. Um, and, you know, I always think about, uh, areas that have like, you know, UAP sightings and Bigfoot sightings, encrypted sightings and ghost sightings. You know, the there's those areas 
that have like a high amount of missing people, I always like to think about like, <laughs> what if no, these things, these things come across. So if we're going to believe in the, the window theory, then things can come across this way. But what if we get lost? You know, what if those folks got lost in their reality, in their plane of existence? That's yeah. wild to me. That's crazy yeah. to think about. Like, yeah, portals and stuff, man. Like, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been hiking out in the woods and it's just like all, all forested? And then you come across like an area that's just like an open meadow and yeah. there's nothing around for miles and you get just like get this weird vibe that like you're not supposed to be there right <laughs> and there might be something weird going on and you hear that kind of thing um a lot in like those those like missing persons like missing 411 cases where there's just like a random area and then like they don't go in and they try to go back there later and it's gone. They can't find it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, was that the I, portal <laughs> or the right. veil? Like, what is that? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't read those books, but I heard that they were very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I am a terrible at like keeping up with like reading anything. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that man. A yeah. lot of, a lot of the stuff now, um, is just like audio books that I'll mm -hmm. listen to. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think there's, there's, there's something to that. Um, you know, and then there's like the, the chestnut Ridge. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite areas and it's not far for me. Um, right. Yeah. I love the episode that, that, uh, moth boys did about chestnut Ridge. I hadn't heard of yeah. it like before I listened to it and I was like, yo, <laughs> it's crazy. Wild. Yeah. Yes, Stan, Stan Stan Gordon, our dude Stan Gordon has been investigating for like 60 years up there. I think yeah. it was like it was like in high school he started a hotline um and uh and like police would come to him for like weird things that were happening. Yeah. They'd be like, "Okay, we're going to transfer you to this dude." <laughs> and he'd go out and investigate with a small team. It's just it's just he's he I think he's probably one of the most important figures in investigative cryptozoological uh history you know yeah. uh, he doesn't give it get enough recognition and he sh absolutely should because he's brilliant you know lauren coleman also has done a whole lot but like stan gordon stan gordon is just like this like unsung hero underdog and he's just the coolest dude when you talk to him he's so hyper intelligent and good guy i'm excited to see him um we're going to the kecksburg ufo festival moth boys are bending so we nice. get to hang out with stan and a bunch of other friends oh that's awesome i <laughs> i'd love to be able to go to more festivals but it's just like <laughs> i live i live in new england and it's a long drive i feel like everything happens between like pennsylvania west virginia virginia yep. ohio <laughs> it's like ah <laughs> everything that's out of reach yeah right right yeah. <laughs> um that made me think of um uh you know invasion on chestnut ridge 
uh, mm-hmm. sm- small town monsters did a piece on that and mm-hmm. you, you've been involved in some of their productions. Can you talk a little bit about, uh, how, how all that was and like how, how you made the connection to like even do something that, that, that rad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. All of the, all of the, all the folks from small town monsters, they're good people. Um, I, I met everyone through Seth and it was five or six years ago at Mothman festival. Um, and I had never seen one of his movies. Uh, he was hanging outside of a theater and I started talking to him and, uh, yeah. And it was, it was great. He was really down to earth. I think we mostly talked about movies. Um, not his movies because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know anything about his movies, but, uh, yeah, I think it was like five years ago. It was like, yeah. Wild. Um, (laughs) wild. Uh, yeah. yeah, Time flies, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Time's weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and it was, uh, yeah, it was so much, it was just so much fun. And then I saw him at the Chautauqua, uh, the Chautauqua County Bigfoot Expo and hung out with him there. And, uh, yeah. Um, and then the rest is history. Uh, he asked me to, be in uh dark skies yeah uh, yeah yeah uh, and 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 yeah the first on the trail of ufos and then the second one and the second one was cool because um i i told my my mystery light story in the first one and then in the second one um i uh the second one, I saw something really cool with Shannon Legro. Yeah, of yeah. Uh, in, 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 into the fray. I don't know if you've listened to her podcast, but it's brilliant. She's a wonderful human. Um, but yeah, uh, and Shannon Legro and I saw something, um, and uh, that was that was very cool because that was the first time she ever saw something ufological. Yeah, or whatever you want to call it now. That's right. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's just it's 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 fun. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a bad influence on those guys, but uh they're all of them are great. They're great yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Any any of them that I have met have been super warm and welcoming and, and nice. Mm-hmm. I remember at um Cryptid Bash last year. Seth came up to my table because I was vending and he was just like, Hey man, how are you doing? And I was like, Oh, it's Seth Breedlove. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't realize he knew who I was. And then he came back and got a couple things from my table and stuff, which was cool. So <laughs> see, yeah. yeah, he's just, he's a very, you know, down to earth dude. Um, yeah. and also people know your stuff, man. You're, 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 you're You've been you've been doing this for a minute, especially your art and you know your podcast. You've been doing that for a couple of years, and it's it you're 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 killing it. People know hey, who thanks. you are, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird, you know. Sometimes that uh, that imposter syndrome kicks in, and you're just like, oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing. I guess uh, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, 
No, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, let's see here. Uh, what would you say uh, are your top three um, out of the um, amalgam of uh, West Virginia cryptids? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I would have to say Flatwoods Monster. Mothman, vegetable man, veggie man, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. one that doesn't get a lot of recognition. Absolutely doesn't, and at Cryptid Bash, it will. This year's Cryptid Bash T-shirt has a veggie man on it. Last year's Cryptid Bash T-shirt had veggie man on it. <laughs> I got to do a veggie man design. Although I have mm-hmm. to say, I have to say, wasn't veggie man? accompanied by a ufo and mm-hmm. oh well yeah a, a bright light and kind of a, a like a whirring sound yeah yeah um, so you know i guess that could also be like interdimensional right so, you know it could still count as a cryptid <laughs> no craft was seen but yeah. um but yeah you know veggie veggie man is just one of those really cool like Man, what a cool freaking story. I know. It's he, just he was, so cool. He was just looking for some love, I think. I know. <laughs> Maybe. He just wanted a little bit of love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, definitely those three. You know what? Grafton Monster needs an honorable mention, though. For sure. For sure. Grafton Monster, there's just like, it's so... That story is just so unlike anything, just this hulking, faceless mass. Yeah. Uh, And it just kind (laughs) of reminds, I don't know why, but like, it reminds me of like, did you ever play Dungeons and Dragons? I tried playing it once with some friends when I was a kid, but uh, never, never really got into it beyond well there's this beast (laughs) called the gelatinous cube and it just reminds it's just this like mass that just kind of absorbs um travelers and stuff but like it's just so cool like this giant hulking thing with seal-like skin yeah uh which you know and it was and it was seen next to like bodies of water so obviously Honestly, I think the Grafton monster is probably like from Earth, possibly, or maybe evolved here on Earth because of the like wet seal like skin. It could yeah. move in the water. Uh, but yeah, honorable mention to Grafton monster. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, it makes me think too if like it's aquatic. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like you look at like walruses, walruses are huge. Like massive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh <laughs> <laughs> like something like that big could live in the water for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's wild. Um, cool. <laughs> what would you say? Um, what's your favorite um cryptid or Fortean book um that you would recommend to someone who's like new to this subject? What's like the one oh, the one oh one the cryptid one oh one? I would say Silent Invasion by Stan Gordon. That book is fantastic. Um, now there's also there's uh, other great books. You know there's 
um, communion by Whitley Strieber. Mm-hmm. Um, that book is terrifying. <laughs> and, um, uh, voices in the wilderness. I'm by, actually unfamiliar uh, with that one. Ron Moorhead. Okay. I got to look um, into more of his I stuff. I was like, yeah, I saw him speak, um, which was really cool. Was that at CryptidCon last year? Yeah. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> See, yeah, I, I, need to, I need to get a backup so I can like sneak out to some of the speakers this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's basically the story of, um, of the recordings, the Sierra sound oh, recordings. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's great. It's a short little read. It's nice. Um, but definitely, but definitely, uh, yeah. Anything Stan Gordon does is great. Um, like I said, communion, but for sure. Yeah. Check that out. Um, there's also, and, and the book that I'm, that I just got done reading the meadow project. Yeah. Um, I want to check that one out. (laughs) Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, Cryptid museums. What ones would you uh, recommend people check out uh, who are getting into the subject? Because there's a lot of cool museums out there. There is uh, the Flatwoods Monster Museum. The, um, I would say, the Mothman Museum. West Virginia Bigfoot Museum. Uh, I would say the... Uh, um, oh my gosh I don't know why this is drawing a blank but the International <laughs> Cryptozoology Museum is yeah. that it yep yep in Portland yep Lord in and Portland place. I've, yeah <laughs> I've been there I've been there uh, a couple of times it's fantastic you could spend all day in there oh yeah 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 I've been to I went to their I don't know if it was like the first location but the old location back in like 2015 before they moved. Um, okay. And it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and the newer, the, 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 uh, the new location is sick and they added so much to it. Um, yeah. I wanted and- to go the last time my band went on tour back in like 2019, but I, I can't remember. I think we were there on like, a Saturday and it was closed and I was like, damn oh. it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, next time I suppose. <laughs> I would say that, um, yeah. Also just like, Oh wow. This is, this is what, you know, the subject's all about is just like what I really appreciate about cryptozoology is it's giving I feel like people have lost touch with nature, with our natural environment. Um, and this is, this is something, this is a reason for folks to get back out into nature and explore. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, so it, I think that's really important. And I think, I think, whether you think it, it's real or exists, you can appreciate that it is, you know, getting people back in tune uh, with, with our environment, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
No, I feel that vibe about, you know, losing touch with the outdoors. I was outdoors in the woods all the time when I was a kid, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get older, you got responsibilities. Yeah. It's hard to get out there as much, but yeah, definitely something to put, put, uh, put an effort into. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. Okay. Uh, and I guess, you know, it could partly partially relate, but, um, you're pretty into like sci-fi and stuff, right? Absolutely. What are some of your favorite, um, science fiction series? Dune. Uh, the first Dune is great. I like uh, how there's like no hesitation. You're just like, Dune. no, because it's just, <laughs> there's in the Dune universe, there's probably like a hundred books. Yeah. You need, you need to read the first three. And if you're bored four. But Dune, Children of Dune, and uh, uh, Messiah of Dune. Um, I think, I think really, so like that series is fantastic. Uh, Heinlein, Robert Heinlein's a really good sci-fi author. He did um, um, Starship Troopers. Uh, he did Star Beast. Um, so stuff, stuff. I think anything those two guys put out is just absolutely fantastic. And then uh, you know, there's you know, of course, there's like Arthur C. Clarke and the 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 uh, Odyssey yeah, uh, series. So like two thousand one. Uh, then there's there's like I think there's like four four books in the series. Yeah. It goes like I 2010 have, and like 2060 or something like that. 2061. 61. That's two, what it was, yeah. I, remember, I haven't read I remember that. that. I have, I have that. I have that book on the shelf, but I still nice. have not read it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I read a couple chapters of that when I was a kid and then I just kind of like got bored or had to return it to the library or something. Right. <laughs> but Arthur yeah. C. Clarke is fantastic. Um, and, 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 um, yeah, you know, uh, there's, there's, uh, I think sci-fi definitely kind of got me into the mind frame of like accepting all this super weird stuff. And I, I definitely think reading sci-fi and fantasy as a kid kind of helped me adjust into cryptozoology easier. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Like I was a big sci-fi uh, geek as well growing up. Um, but what uh, was yours? What's, what's, oh, what's some of yours? Geez. Um, I had a bunch of like star Wars novels. Uh, <gasps> oh, those are up, so good. Like, the Timothy Zahn, uh, trilogy. Um, man, um, it's beyond I- books though. Like, I guess like, you know, TV series and, and, uh, movies films and stuff like obviously like star wars star trek stargate mm-hmm. <laughs> battle star galactica awesome. um yeah <laughs> star. See, see, star all med star all star all med star in it sequest dsv that was my jam in like the mid 90s which is like mm-hmm. star trek in the ocean <laughs> that's sick did you um, ever well, i don't know uh, did you ever watch that series or was that no that came out like just before like you were probably like into this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, well, I watched a lot of, uh, original 
next gen and deep space nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, it was kind of dabbling. I, I want to get into some of the newer series, uh, uh, like Picard and what's the other one? New world, uh, or strange new worlds? new worlds. Yeah. Strange new worlds. Yeah. It was, uh, it's, um, this whole like Star Trek Renaissance started with um, Star Trek Discovery, which was kind of like a different way to approach the series. wasn't my favorite. Um, I feel like the the show does better with like an ensemble cast, and mm-hmm. Dis- Discovery is like a lead character, and then a bunch of like side characters and like people that they're like five seasons in and you, you don't know who they are. Um, but with Strange New Worlds, it's much hearkening much more like the original uh, series and like next generation where like you actually get to know these characters and get to care about them. And like, they're doing it more episodic versus uh, serialized, which is cool. So sweet. I enjoyed the series a lot. I just finished watching it <laughs> Oh, so, awesome! for the first uh, season. So yeah, <laughs> if anyone's a Star Trek nerd, <laughs> definitely check it out if you haven't. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Stargate was a fun, fun one too. Uh, Stargate was the movie so SG one. Although I, I fell off like four or five seasons in and like never got back to it. <laughs> and then they did like, a few different series too. So what happened to Firefly, man? Firefly. Oh my was god, sick. that was such that a good show. So good. And I, I didn't watch it until like years out. I'm so late to the like the party on like anything. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't see Firefly. It aired in like 2003 and I don't think I saw it until like 2012 or something like that. After watching Serenity, the movie that they did. Um, yeah. Serenity's awesome. I know. It Firefly so didn't last long. Either. It was like 13 episodes. And then, yeah. 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 No, <laughs> Jane Cobb was a great character. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but Hey, at least, uh, you know, some, some of the actors went on to do some cool stuff and, yeah, in, in for other sure. series, you know, the uh, a good uh, jumping point for a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see what else is there to talk about. Um, you <laughs> you're really into music a lot, like I am. Yes. Um, yes. Particularly like heavy stuff, from what I've yeah. I've seen you like post music and stuff on Instagram and stuff. Um, yeah. what's your current favorite? Um band and also like your current uh maybe not current well your favorite uh favorite show that you've been to Ooh, i like that this is a good question um (laughs) no one asks me these questions okay cool uh uh so my favorite current band is elo um they've been my one of my favorite my so i think I have two favorite bands and it was Converge because that was the first band that got me into this uh, weird hardcore music, um, listening to their album, Jane Doe. Yep. Um, that, that album, that album is just absolute perfection. Um, and uh, my favorite show and ELO is just a brilliant, brilliant rock band. Their music has so many layers to it, and it's beautiful. It's right just, on. <laughs> it's it's great. I saw them, and it was, 
it was the best show I've ever been to. The production was great. Jeff Lynn sounds fantastic. Still a great guitar player and uh, vocalist. And um, I think that I think seeing them was my favorite show. One of my like a close second though was this. Um, I was at this house venue in Buffalo and I was seeing this hardcore, like kind of scramsy punk band uh, called Comadre and they're from the West coast. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. 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 They're sick. Uh, And, uh, um, and I saw them and it was, it was like, it was like, everyone was like jam packed into this small area into this room. And, and uh, <laughs> it, it was something going to, I don't know, being, being in the hardcore scene and like the, I don't know, extreme like metal scene. Cause I really love metal music, but like being in the extreme music scene, um, you know, the stuff that I was into, it was like a, it was like a solidarity thing. It was like a cool, um, oh, you listen to weird music too type <laughs> thing. And it was, it was, it was a good way to make friends and it, 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 it made life feel a little less lonely. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and, and there's just so much brilliant music out there. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the, 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 the wildest show I've ever been to was seeing this Decepticon themed hardcore band called, uh, shockwave. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. It was, it was shockwave in this band called shy Halud. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I'm sure you've heard of Shia Hulud. They were, yeah, yeah, I've seen them big, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them. It was in Erie, Pennsylvania, and it was the first time where the venue was overbooked, way past fire code. And I know yeah. I sound so old saying <laughs> that, but it was severely. Um, like everyone was pressed. Um, and I remember shockwave playing, they came out in like cardboard Decepticon suits. And then all of a sudden I, I, I start hearing like, and I look into the pit and there's people hitting the tops of people's heads. And it's this, I can hear that sound over Uh, the music and it just sent chills down my spine. They were great. (laughs) I I was never a part of the whole like kind of jock nonsense, you know, knuckle dragger kind of. The, uh, that kind of stuff. The hardcore tough guy. The hardcore tough guy thing. It's, it's, um, yeah. It's, go go fight your imaginary stepdad somewhere else like uh you know it's just it it, it was yeah uh that was scary but the yeah. show was fantastic <laughs> shy halud was amazing i love shy halud 
and all the all 30 singers that they've had because it seemed like <laughs> they've had so many different singers yeah um, is it matt fox that's the guitarist yeah yeah matt. He, he's like one of the ogs really oh that's funny yeah. there's so many people i grew up with that were like that was like their idol band and they like modeled their music after it. Oh. Well, and, um, it's funny that you mentioned, um, uh, converge. One of my, one of my good buddies that I used to be in a band with actually, um, became friends with, um, is it Kurt? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, goes to like God city a lot down in Boston. Oh, his and record studio. He, yeah. He, um, he filled in on drums for them for a <gasps> tour. Um, yeah yeah <laughs> jeez i know that's insane. i know yeah pretty pretty wild um kurt Ballou just he he produces like everything now like in the in the heart like you're well all death wish fans that yeah. have ever been on death wish for sure have been there but you look at his what he's produced like his wiki it goes on forever. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Shai Halud, I'm, I'm going to go see them again in a couple of months with Torch and Mashuga. <laughs> nice, uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That'll be one for I the got books. In, I got into, I got into one Mashuga album and it was fun, <laughs> but like, Jen isn't really my yeah my, yeah. my bag. It's kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, it is. But Torch is awesome. They're awesome always. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. But yeah, Sh- Sh- Shai Halud was so cool, and one of my buddies was in that band for a short period of time. Uh, nice, Pete. Pete from uh, Remembering Never. He's the singer. Oh, I, uh, they were like a I'm straight edge familiar. Like a straight edge vegan hardcore band from uh, Florida. Okay. Um, and uh, and um, he's kind of in this like this uh, this doom band now. But he was the singer of of Shy Halud for a while. There was like I think there was like like three or four singers in Shy Halud. Yeah, um, yeah. One of those bands that has just like the revolving door. Yeah, of right. Musicians. Right. <laughs> Like Dillinger Escape Plan just has like rotating members because they, I think I think do, do, did you ever see Dillinger Escape Plan or heard of uh, hear hear of them? Well, I know I know of Dill, Dillinger Escape Plan. Um, yeah, and I've like checked out some of their stuff, but wasn't really uh, wasn't my scene. Um, yeah, but. their music is 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 there. I think they were considered one of the most dangerous hardcore bands because <laughs> not to the to the crowd but to each other. Uh. They had extra people in the band for backup because they would regular regularly like break bones by like throwing guitars at each other when they were switching guitars and bass and stuff and just <laughs> acting completely wild yeah um <laughs> i haven't seeing zayo and um um the other week was the first hardcore show i've been to in like years years and years and years yeah yeah it was wild it was wild seeing them play again because i was like oh hell yeah they still got it like zayo's tight nice nice yeah i uh first like big punk show i went to in since before like covid was back in may i went to go see the bronx 
Oh, oh I've been yes. wanting to see them since like 2002, <laughs> like literally like 20 years and uh, they still got it. <laughs> Dude, they, they're brilliant. And I yeah. love, um, what's their mariachi? Oh, mariachi Bronx. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the mariachi they have a mariachi band. band. Yeah. <laughs> it's like legit. It's like it a is. legit mariachi. It band. is. Yeah. They, they like did that for like a couple of years and not mm-hmm. like the punk thing, which is yeah. pretty funny. Like who, who else has done that in, in history? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, now you were, you were, I gotta ask this. You were in, a uh, some hardcore bands. Um, <laughs> can you, can you, uh, can you speak briefly about, uh, the bands you were in? Yeah. So, um, the first band I was in was kind of like this scrams punk project called injured cold. Yes. <laughs> and and I, <laughs> I was in um, 10th grade when we started Injured Cold. Um, and it was so much fun. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was an absolute blast. Were um, you, uh, were you like the guitarist or did you do the vocals? Vocals. Ah, I'm, I'm nothing it. but a vocalist. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, uh, my younger brother and my dad play guitar. My dad's a really talented blues musician. And he, he's actually, he, he actually showed me a lot of cool, like hardcore bands because of their guitar work. Nice. Um, and, uh, so he's a sucker for anything, anything, uh, anything to do with like cool sounding guitars. But, um, yeah, uh, Injured Cold was my first one, and my second one was a uh, wrestling-themed power violence band That's um, <laughs> <laughs> called Job Squad, Job Squad. Uh, it, and uh, it was great. We wore, like, luchador masks, and we each had characters. Um, I was the Red Death, um, and uh, I was kind of, like, the villain character. Um, and we would like plant people in the crowd and wrestle the people in the crowd. And we'd take like fake props and hit people with them and, uh, like, uh, like choke slam people through tables and stuff. And, uh, it was, it was a whole lot of fun. That's awesome. It was good. (laughs) Thank you for, uh, for telling, (laughs) telling that story. I love it every time. (laughs) Man. Well, uh, let's get back to podcasts here. Um, yeah, I've been wondering. You you had another podcast going for a minute um, mm-hmm. that was all about Star Wars with our, our good friends uh, Greg and Yami. Um, yeah. Are there any future plans to to return to that, or is that was that just kind of like uh, you talking about each of the movies <laughs> and then that was that was calling it a day? You know, I, we, we talk about it frequently about bringing it back and I want it to come back. I think there's plans for it to come back. Um, um, and I think we were thinking about being more inclusive. And by that, I mean, uh, involving other huge Star Wars fans, Uh, like in the community and, having them talk with us on, on the subject. Um, um, I know Aaron from Hey Strangeness has, um, 
that was the first podcast uh, that he listened to, I think. Oh, really? Was, uh, was Order 66. Oh, that's and, funny. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, it, it's uh, Order 66 was so much fun. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think we're going to try and bring it back bring it back to life when everyone's at a, at a, isn't so crazy, especially it's the season, you know what I mean? So (laughs) it's a hard balance (laughs) having so much. Absolutely. All the time. (laughs) Um, all right, let's, um, let's talk about cryptid bash because that's coming (laughs) up real soon. Cryptid bash too. Yeah. I figure uh, we <laughs> should plug it a little bit, I guess. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's um it's August 6th. Um uh, so Saturday. Um so a little more than yeah, it's it's August 6th. Saturday, it's uh it's 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's a completely free event. Uh Cryptid Bash will always be a free event. And, um, um, yeah, uh, we've got speakers, we've got, uh, we've got, um, Jamie King and Heather Taddy and, um, and we've got Rowan Banks. Um, and we, we are the only cryptid paranormal event to have to book strictly speakers that are either um, women or queer or non-binary or trans or what have you, um, underrepresented people in our community. Yeah. Um, We are the first, um, we are the first folks to, to, to do that. Um, and, and I think hopefully this cryptid bash will be an example for other folks to realize that this community is for everyone and it's not for, I appreciate everything that the older heads have done. Um, but it's a new generation and it's a new face. Um, yeah, it's, it's not just old white men anymore in the field. And, uh, uh, and I think that's important that we celebrate that, um, and celebrate the diversity that the cryptid community is because it is a diverse, diverse community. Um, certainly. So yeah. all of our speakers, um forever will just be um be that um and uh and we've got music um Craig Phillip Emmy uh Emmy of the Mountain and uh Jay Hatfield uh who who played last year yeah i remember brilliant that. guy Yep. Brilliant guy. He's a lot of fun to hang out with. I think you and him would get along really well <laughs> if you guys chatted. He, yeah, like yeah. he's, you you both have very similar music 
music taste. Um, I'll have to try to get uh, away from my table for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and we've got a bunch of great vendors. Um, and uh, and we are we are uh, we have something. We have a Greenbrier Valley Brewing Company slinging beers all day. Um, which we do have a surprise. We'll be announcing very soon. Okay. Uh, we did a bit of a collaborative piece with Greenbrier Valley Brewing Company. Moss Boys did, hmm. and we'll be releasing it at Cryptid Bash. Wow. Uh, I'm very, very excited for it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's. Uh, I I feel like Cryptid Bash is just such a it's such a special event. Um, and yeah, there's just, there's a lot of events that we try and make it a, as much of a, like we hand choose all of our vendors. Um, you know, we don't, we don't do the first come first serve thing. Yeah. Um, right. We look into each vendor, um, see if they're appropriate for our event, um, and then move on from that. Um, so everyone's super fucking. <laughs> Don't worry about it, dude. <laughs> You're good. You're okay. good. <laughs> okay. Uh, super, just super groovy. Super awesome. Um, and so it's a very welcoming, accepting uh, environment. Yeah. Um, which, which is great. This is what I love, you know, cryptid and paranormal conferences. It's, it's moments where folks aren't that person with the Bigfoot story or the ghost story. They're surrounded by folks that, also have those same experiences and stories or want to hear them. And, it, and it's a place uh, without judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just feels it. It's just special. It's a special thing. Um, and I, I really, um, especially cryptid bash. It was just, yeah, I've never, I, and, and, you know, I've been to a lot of events and a lot of events are beautiful and amazing and awesome, but like there's just something special about Cryptid Bash, I think. Yeah. Well, when it's your own your own uh right. passion project and and it's 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 something else. And it was the very first last year it was the first event that I ever vended, uh, running That's a table awesome. outside of like being in a band in a dark dingy room with a couple of shirts and CDs, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and it was, a it was an awesome, awesome day. Um, mm-hmm. I barely had a minute to breathe with like how busy it was and getting to meet like all y'all <laughs> yeah. for the first time right. in person, which is a really, really, um, awesome and humbling experience. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, uh, to the event. So, and, yeah, this, uh, this, for many years this, to come, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, we plan on doing this until, until it kills us, you know, cause it will, but <laughs> until then it's going to be 
fantastic. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Well, um, before I get into a few audience questions, um, how's your relationship with Terry Tibbs lately? <laughs> oh, that bastard. Uh, <laughs> um, I haven't seen Terry Tibbs in a bit, but he is, uh, I have, I have, um, I have a suspicion that he's going to be at Cryptid Bash. He'll oh, make an appearance. Okay. And there's going to be, there's going to be some blood, brother. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys don't get along too well, do you? <laughs> no, we, we don't. And we're, we're, we're actual, we're actual twins and I don't like him. Um, mostly, you know, mostly cause like who likes, who likes Terry Tibbs? You know what I mean? No one. Um, Listen, I think Terry Tebbs is going to make an appearance. And if you see him, tell him Matt's going to be looking for him. I'm coming for him. <laughs> All right. I'll let him know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, uh, yeah, some audience questions here. Um, okay. Just got a couple here. Um, so Maureen from um, the Patreon uh, asked, um, how young were you when cryptids entered your life? I was, <clears throat> oh, geez. I was probably eight or nine. Yeah. I was right think on. I was about eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I knew a Bigfoot probably before that. Um, it's hard not to because, because it's such like a pop culture thing. Right. Right. <laughs> Which I think is probably why a lot of people are just like, Oh, it's just made up. <laughs> right. Right. I, I, but I, I, I kind of got, got into it when I was like eight years old. Nice. Yeah. Probably about same age range for me. Although maybe mm -hmm. like slightly young, I don't remember. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> all right. I've got a question from Bigfoot Anon. Connor uh, asks, um, do you think that uh, Jeepers Creepers was Mothman? <laughs> <laughs> the old movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think that maybe... You know what? Yeah, he was Mothman. Mothman is this violent entity that eats people. He ate people's organs, right? And like replenished his body. Yeah, and he made this like Sistine Chapel of bodies in his little cave hideout. <laughs> that was that was a terrifying. That was a that was a really those were really fun movies, but yeah. like um yes, I absolutely think that there's a connection. Bigfoot Anon <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Bigfoot Anon. <laughs> okay, Bigfoot Anon. Uh, yes, there is a connection, and I'd love for you to, uh, yeah, message Moth Boys, and we can talk about it. We'll dive right into that conspiracy. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Now, uh, our good our good buddy Jonathan Dodd asked, um, what was your all-time favorite cryptid story? Mm. Oof. I think 
Um, my all-time favorite crypto story. Um, wow. Probably, um, honestly, I want to say, I want to say Braxy, but it was probably the Sierra sounds. Ah, yeah. Uh, um, but the, the story of Braxy is amazing and, um, Moth Boys are huge, huge fans. We'll defend Braxy and, and Sutton, West Virginia with our with our last breath, with Braxton County, with Flatwoods, West Virginia. Uh, yeah, but the there's there's something so incredible about um about the that people just tend to forget that that's some of the best evidence we have of these things. Yeah. And, and, and I think there's like some sort of, uh, there's some sort of disconnect with that. I think when these monsters start talking or have a talking, I mean, speaking a, a language, you know, primitive language, but like, I think there's some disconnect, like, uh, that can't, that can't be real. Or like, maybe they're, maybe it's scary. I don't know, but I believe in, uh, in Moorhead in the tapes. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think the, the Sierra sounds is just, I remember when I first listened to them and every time since I get like chills listening to it. They're real creepy. Like they're you really very unsettling. Focus on it. It's something is speaking a language and there's like, um, uh, what do they call it? Like samurai chatter or something like that. Yeah. It's really just. Yeah. Samurai weird. chatter. Yeah. It's <clears throat> and, and, like actual linguists and people who study language have not been able to track it. Yeah. They're, all of them uh, uh, recognize that it is a language. It's a primitive language, but it, it seems that it is a language of some sorts. But they basically were like, yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, um, yeah, professors and linguists and military experts are just kind of like, we we don't know. We that's not the range, I guess, or something was like humans wouldn't be able to make that noise without like a shit ton of practice or um Yeah. It it, it was it's it really is odd. Um it it doesn't sound, it just doesn't sound human. And, and it's, and it's a bit freaky. And I think that kind of turns people off to the Sierra sounds is because it is language. It's Bigfoot language, which um, (laughs) some people might think is just absurd, but I think it's some of the best evidence we have. I think it's, I think it's more or equally as important as the Patterson Gimlin footage. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. There's like, um, other accounts too, of like people reporting, hearing similar stuff, like 
over the yep. decades. I um was it a story? I think I it was a story I received. I did like a listener's um submission, like submit your stories of like weird stuff that you've experienced like w- way long ago when I first started the show and somebody submitted a story that was like they were with their dad hiking in the woods and they heard something moving out there and they heard this like samurai chat or whatever you want to call it and like somewhere in the woods that was just like near nearby but far enough away that like they couldn't see what or who it was and it's just like really unsettling (laughs) just kind of like putting yourself in 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 their footsteps while you're like you're reading reading the account it's just like yo <laughs> yeah it's like there's something out there there's something out yeah. there yeah um, yeah totally and they're very intelligent too because uh you know they probably bury their dead or mm-hmm. uh they they know to stay very far away from from homo sapiens <laughs> right they're they're smart enough to stay away from us because yeah. we're we're not the best species, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying we're awful, but you know, <laughs> we we are destroying an entire planet. Yeah. And that's something, you know? <laughs> that's a feat. That's a feat. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I think, you know, when when folks kind of come come at me with the whole like if they died, we'd be finding the bodies. It's like and even if there wasn't, even if they weren't ritualistic in any way and buried their dead, think about this though. Bears die in the woods all the time. I spent my entire life in the woods. I still spend copious amounts of time in the woods. I've never seen a bear skeleton. Never once in my entire existence have I seen one. Mm-hmm. Bears exist though. Yep. They're massive creatures that exist, but I've never seen a skeleton. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen deer skeletons. I've seen fox. I've seen, I've seen a bunch of stuff, but I've never seen a bear. Interesting. I feel, mm-hmm. Isn't that like similar with like elephants? Like people don't know where elephants die or is that an old, like, I wouldn't call it an urban legend, but an old myth. <laughs> I mean, like, right. <laughs> like people that like, they go off to die and no one really knows where they go. So, right. Who knows? <laughs> and and so that could easily, that could easily happen with, with, uh, with big feet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Um, cool. Well, this is, uh, this has been an awesome interview. I've got one final question for you. Uh, okay. In the wide-reaching Fortean world, what keeps you up at night the most? There's a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a lot that keeps me up. Um, I I think there's too much there's uh, in the Fortean world specifically, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of division and, and, and I think it's, it's people trying to figure out what these things are. Um, And maybe we, maybe we're not supposed to, 
Um, and I feel like, I feel like, uh, I don't know, people in general are just already so divided and, um, you see that in a community, um, in the Fordian community division. And it's just like, we're all in the same chapter here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're all just trying to ride this and, and figure it out. But like, I hope that the people in this community um, can just finally be okay with not knowing. Hmm. Um, Cause these things are so anomalous. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, it's going to be hard to prove it scientific with the, with the scientific method, at least. Um, that's going to be pretty hard, but I, um, I think that that keeps me up. People are going to be spending so much time proving, trying to prove these things exist. And they're just not going to have fun with the subject. Yeah. Um, Gotta have uh, fun. <laughs> Gotta laugh a little bit. Life, life, life is so short. Yeah. Life is so short. And I've had a lot of experiences, um, traumas happen and, and to, to really kind of remind me that life is short and that you should be enjoying every moment. And, and we aren't going to figure this stuff out, but maybe we're just supposed to be there and experience it and share your experience with others. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell stories. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, well, yeah, this was, this was really an awesome, enlightening conversation. Um, <laughs> weaved all over the place, but we just brought it home. Uh, so thanks again, Matt, for uh, coming on the show. Um, can you tell my audience uh, where they can find, um, find you online, Mothboys and yeah. at all? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we're on Instagram and we're kind of on Facebook. You can listen to us anywhere where you stream, uh, music or podcasts. So like iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, anywhere. Um, and yeah, come to Cryptid Bash August 6th in Morgantown, West Virginia. Yes. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> Jeff will be there. And and also I want to thank you for having me on. It's a long time coming yeah. and uh, you are a brilliant human and podcaster and artist. Oh, um, shucks. <laughs> un, un, unmatched. Oh, uh, man. And I, I can't, I can't wait to, to hang out with you and see you. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll see you real soon. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to hang tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Matt, for coming on. And uh, for Patreon members, uh, stick around after the uh, short break. Matt's going to hang out for a little bit longer and we're going to keep chatting about high strangeness. So we'll catch you on the other side. All right, that was Mothboy Matt. Definitely be sure to check out the Mothboys podcast. And if you are in or around Morgantown, West Virginia, on Saturday, August 6, 2022, swing by the Morgantown Art Party at 218 Walnut Street. The event is free in all ages. 
and runs from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. There's going to be a ton of awesome vendors and musicians like Maximus Prime Art, Jonathan Dodd, Easton Hawk, Eerie Eric, Liz Pavlovic, Cryptid Comforts, Hey Strangeness, Crypto Chats Podcast, the American Snallygaster Museum, Conjure Dust Designs, Appalachian Huntsman, Small Town Monsters, Mystic Novelty Company. There's so many, the list goes on. So I'll, I'll throw a link into the show notes for the Facebook event page. Just, yeah, <laughs> check it out. It's awesome. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to support Strangeology, the first way to do that is signing up to become a member of my Patreon. Depending on the tier you sign up for, there's a bunch of different perks like having early access to new episodes before anyone else can listen to them, as well as getting access, exclusive access to Strangeology Beyond, which is the bonus extension at the end of every episode, starting with Season 1, Episode 10. And sometimes these episode extensions are whole episodes in and of themselves. There's also shoutouts, exclusive merch and merch discounts to my shop, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash strangeology to learn more. Your support helps keep the lights on at Strangeology and helps me to do bigger and better things in the future. To all my patrons, thank you so much for your continued support. I love you all, and you make this as awesome as it's it's been. So from the bottom of my heart, it means the world to me, and I wouldn't be able to do all the stuff that I do without your support. The next way to support Strangeology is, of course, to head on over to my merch shop at strangeology.etsy.com. I've got over 200 listings of cryptid and alien and otherwise Fordian-themed designs on t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, and other apparel as well. Stickers, magnets, mugs, I've got enamel pins, and even fleece blankets. (laughs) My Homestay Cryptid uh, shirt collection is almost 100% uploaded probably will be done in the next few weeks. My map print is live as well, which has the home state cryptids and legends United States of America map, which people are loving. Uh, And I've been getting all these other ideas thrown at me, like making some individual state maps or making a a blank map that you can get stickers for and and fill in the stickers as you as you go along uh which is really cool so i'm gonna have to look into doing some of that uh definitely love the suggestions so if you ever have any merch ideas for me in the future don't be shy and hit me up in my dms or shoot me an email strangeologist at gmail.com and if you're wondering what your home state cryptid is definitely check out the shop There's a ton of designs. You just might find something you like. And the final way to support me is to give me a follow over on social media. You can find Strangeology on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm mainly on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want to stay hip to the groove on merch giveaways, which I just hosted one on Instagram... Uh, Or for extra content, I've been doing short clips uh, for the past few months over on TikTok and Instagram as well, talking about cryptids, mysteries, the paranormal, UFOs, that kind of thing, uh, which has been really fun and has uh, done some cool stuff. Uh, 
and definitely give my YouTube channel a follow as well. I have a bunch of YouTube only content up there and I'm planning to do a lot more with it soon. Well, that about does it for me. Uh, thanks everyone again for checking out today's episode. I'm going to take a short break and when I come back, Matt and I are going to chat about some personal experiences that he's had with the weird. And believe me when I say it gets wild. So if you want to listen to those stories, definitely head on over to my Patreon for that. And that's a wrap, everyone. All right. <laughs> so I'll I'll talk to y'all after Cryptid Bash in a few weeks. So as I always say, until next time, take care of yourselves and each other and keep it strange. Welcome back to Strangeology Beyond, your uh, exclusive Patreon members-only segment. Uh, so, hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out.